0: the range anxiety 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes good show today you sexy thing from hot chocolate leading us in and yep what am i talking about well obviously not myself for those of you that know me well maybe sort of depends who you are um no i'm talking about that we got to finalize the tuning of stage one or phase one on the audi r8 v10 last friday and we've had a little bit of a chance to sort of model it and and massage it and and, nice and it up um over the past few days it's now tuesday afternoon in adelaide and i've been doing a bit of road testing today and getting this thing just where i want it so where are we with it right now um we signed off last epicast with the thing driving around in the background about ready for the dyno we had installed the new cyvex plug and play management system fired up a treat i spoke to my friend and technical director of cyvex uh, from dubai ryan griffiths he gave me an excellent starting calibration for the vehicle that runs them very very nicely so you know theoretically we shouldn't have had a lot of work to do we put it on the dyno uh, Paul, who can't be with us today because he actually has a job. Um, no, not just building shit adventurers, but he was there watching, you know, all good home tuners like to hang around proper tuners from time to time and learn a bit of their craft. That's fine. Um, and yeah, so we put it on the dyno and I entrusted Gareth with running it up and I was doing the data logging and, uh, you know, it wasn't without some issues. First issue was that the thing got to about five and a half thousand rpm and just brr, shut the throttle and cut out scratch head scratch head don't scratch head look at data log that's what it's there for that's why you got a professional motorsports ecu pulled the data log out of the thing had a look at it no limp modes why is it shutting the throttle oh traction control still engaged not traction control on the dash but the advanced traction control in the cybex and it saw that the front end rear wheel speed synchronization was getting out of control and so it slowly applied uh, a shutting of the throttle to bring the wheel speed back under control didn't make for a very nice looking power curve but you know i I knew this from calibrating gdr ecus in the past uh, with you shut the traction control off before you tune so i did that and yeah pretty much ryan had this thing uh spot on um, standard as we know the car made 500 uh, all-wheel horsepower strap nice and tight which is 371 or something uh, all-wheel kilowatts with five pounds of boost up it now I'm just running spring pressure it had six pound springs in it so with five pounds it makes 5.5 5.6 down to about 5.1 to 4.9 at eight, eight to eight and a half thousand rpm in the top end. We made exactly seven hundred Aussie mainline wheel horsepower, which is five hundred and twenty-five all-wheel kilowatts. So we got a pretty, pretty handy game. Basically, two hundred horsepower at the wheels um, for five pounds of boost, suggesting that every pound of boost is adding 40 wheel horsepower to the thing and you know it was a beautiful linear curve one thing you don't want with an engine like the, the v10 audi lambo unit is you don't want anything too small in the turbine housing that strangles it and chokes it in the top end these things were born to rev so you need to keep on top of your um turbine inlet pressure and your, your restriction there and ets extreme turbo system so Designed and fabricated this kit have come up with a really good balance. You know, it's a beautiful, symmetrical kit with nice open exhaust housings, nice wastegate flow, um, beautiful short exhaust. Everything just looks absolutely perfect. So, at five pounds, gives us 200 horsepower. The logical thing to think is that 10 pounds would give us 400 extra horsepower or bring us up to 900 wheel horsepower. Normally, it doesn't work like that. Normally, as you start to approach the limits of the thing, you know that power gain will taper off and off and off. But I'm on the bottom end of the efficiency curve for this kit, I'm on the really super duper low end where the thing's not even working yet. So, as we ramp the boost up towards 10 psi, you should find it even makes more than that. I'm suspecting it'll make nearly. A thousand all-wheel horsepower at about ten and a half to eleven psi. I'm tipping that's where we'll be as the turbos start to come into their own and everything starts to work properly. Have we done that yet? No. Couple of reasons for that. One, it is in in American terms uh, using like Mustang or Dynojet horsepower. You're looking at about 900 wheel horsepower as being uh, the limit of the fuel system. Allegedly, this is what I'm being told. And the last thing I want to do, so you would probably say about 8 to 8.20 on a main line. So I'd be very, very hesitant to run the thing, knowing how it's going to be used at roll racing events and so on. I'd be very, very hesitant to run it to the end of the fuel system. You know, in Australia, the, the short engine for one of these things is about 50,000 plus GST. So, about 55 grand. It's, it's a lot of money. See, so, you know, the last thing you want to do is get greedy for 100 horsepower and, and, and burn a piston or do something stupid, lean it out. So, we won't be doing that. So, five, six pounds where it's at. On top of that is that I wanted to see how well the torque estima- estimation and limitation in the Cybex worked with the standard uh, DSG twin clutch uh, transmission program in the audi it's a dq 500 so it's rated to 500 nm um, we're signaling uh, the tcm slightly differently through the cyvex so it will make it um clamp the clutches a bit better than it normally would and it will it does reduce torque on shift so that it doesn't shock the clutches the cyvex is saying about 900 wheel horsepower before you tune the dsg and again that's something we will be doing but we wanted to see what a stage one with 700 horse at the wheels a nice couple of hundred horse increase over factory would do and yeah it, it does some pretty wonderful things um seamless is probably the best way to describe the operation of the system the thing just builds speed with rpm like it's been fired out of a gun So you know these these lambos and and audis that you see that are running 25 30 psi from underground racing they don't look that fast from inside the car but by golly the numbers support them as being absolute missiles and you know indeed they are but i can only just begin to fathom how fast those things are you know we're only scratching around the basement with this nice conservative little daily driver style package and and it's a missile so I, i can imagine what a super fast one's like to drive well or maybe i can't but i'm pretty sure we'll get there where are we going to go with this i don't want to do all of top hat 12 injector big stuff on this car i want to run it with a nice dsg program i want to run it with a limited fuel system we'll probably get about uh, with some tricks that we're going to pull with the in tank Delivery, it's got a pulse with modulated pump in it. We should be able to get to a nice safe thousand oil horsepower in time um, and retain just perfect drivability. And to me, that would be the ultimate car. There were some drivability niggles, had very high idle, had like a cruise control effect. And again that was not well it was something to do with the cybex but it was a lot to do with our installation because most audi slash lambo twin turbo kits don't come with a specific way of hooking up the breather and brake system so you'll get different amounts of bypass depending on how you do it that'll make the car idle higher or lower than your target so i needed to calibrate all of that which is is nothing too difficult thanks to the software being really good so i calibrated the uh, idle bypass duties had a bit of a muck around with some other uh, parts of the drive-by-wire system, and I've got it really, really good. I've got it where you can just fire this thing up, and you wouldn't know, apart from some nice um, crackle on the overrun and a little bit of anti-lag, you wouldn't really know that it wasn't a standard ECU running this thing, and that is the sign of a good management system when you don't know that it's there. When you're aware that you've got an aftermarket management system running the engine that's normally when you've got a bit of work to do to add a little bit of refinement or a lot of refinement in some instances so what are we going to do with that we're going to take it out roll racing as it is 700 all wheel horsepower and a nice reasonably light package with beautiful gear ratios in a shape um, that cuts the air and can stay on boost on shift should go better than 700 wheel horsepower suggests i would assume or predict that it would be very very similar in performance to a 900 wheel horsepower gdr yeah so it's fast deceptively fast it builds um it builds speed seemingly exponentially which is just something that that this platform does better than a gdr in my opinion and as the results from racing these things overseas would show um so we're going to take it out and we could top 10 it. That'd be nice. We don't expect it. You know, people go, oh, you know, other people build twin turbo Lambos and they go out and they win things straight up and they set records. Yeah, but they don't tell you how many engines they've torched, how many things they've broken, how much stupid stuff has gone on in the meantime. I don't want to do that. A, it's, I don't like cruelty to engines when I, when I could help it. And B, I don't, we don't want to be working on this thing the whole time. We want nice we, we want people to come to us because power tech tuning is because we can do things reliably and don't live in workshops. Cars that live in workshops, to me, uh, it just totally just goes against everything I believe in and everything I know. But call me old and cranky and maybe I've been around too long. But it's so easy to make power flat out in any combination. Just keep throwing the bits at it and keep winding the boost up and keep spraying the fuel into it and taking the timing out of it or whatever it is got to do and you'll make power it might drive like a piece of shit and it may have terrible reliability problems but it will go fast and to some people that's all that matters to me that is the very last thing that matters sure you want to return on your investment sure you want the thing to go fast but you don't want to be sweeping it up every 15 minutes either and just Emptying, emptying like wheelbarrow loads of cash into the thing. The moment you've got to start doing that is the moment you've lost. You've lost sight of the goal. You've lost sight of the game. You want to build a you want to build a car for race events. Build a race car. You want to build a car for the road. Build a road car. The two are polar opposite extremes. I've, I've harped on, on about this before, and I'll harp on about it again. So I don't care if we get our ass whooped at this stage stage two or phase two of the package where it has closer to a thousand another 300 at all four yeah look it'll take a fair bit to beat that but again it works very very well so you know good on you if you think you can uh line it up and beat it and good on you if you go out there and you're listening in adelaide and you go out to roll racing this weekend and you beat it this weekend enjoy it cherish it because it will not be forever and if you can get it now then that's good for you and that's what it's all about if we all leave driving home we'll be leaving with smiles on our faces win lose or draw regardless because that's what we do yes indeed old men having fun with semi-fast cars isn't it great and we can all concentrate on our jobs the next day and not worry about sweeping it up so you know this is why uh, we think a little bit differently to most people, and this is why we're not looking to set records. Sounds like a book of excuses, but meh, I don't care. I just like good cars. That when you want to jump in them and drive them, you press the starter button, and away uh, they go. So, into more pressing news, and I, I'm looking at the 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 the, the, the massive this. I, I think we got to talk about it because it is car related now. This massive crypto. Boom that we're going through, and you know I've been a bit of a crypto investor over the years, not particularly successfully, and not particularly badly either. But if we look at Bitcoin right now, it's are absolutely running amok. You know, as I sit here today, it's an all-time high. By the time you listen to this, you know I think it's forty-six and a half thousand US dollars. It's breached sixty thousand Australian for one Bitcoin. When in two thousand and fourteen, you could buy them for a hundred bucks. so you know, oh hindsight's a wonderful thing but uh, the interesting news here and how it relates to cars is that tesla has bought 1.5 billion dollars of it and they're making all these noises as they do as musk tends to do about using it as a currency to buy the cars with and a currency to deal with with tesla um and you know it's spiking because of that people are rushing out the richest man in the world's doing it we must do it mm, maybe put the brakes on a little bit here um i know the, the cfo of spacex allegedly was at a big investment meeting last week um looking at how bitcoin can be implemented for the business and obviously he talks to the cfo at tesla and they decided to dump 1.58 billion whatever it was into bitcoin now that's a lot of money for anyone it's a lot of money for you and me but off Tesla's bottom line, it's like you or I dropped a $10 note. It's not that much in the scheme of things. So to run out and invest the life savings in Bitcoin because of it, I'm not so sure. And this is not financial advice. Do your own research. I'm not qualified in this in any way. I am a mug punter, as we call them in Australia too, where I just guess then my best advice to you is look at what I do, do the opposite, and you may have a chance of getting out with your pants on. Um, is this going to change the world? I don't think so. I mean, Dogecoin, oof. You know, it, it, the currency to power memes apparently is going to be the new currency of Mars and the new currency of Earth because you don't need to be a gigachad to own one Doge. You know, they're worth just more than a nickel right now. Um, yeah take it all with a grain of salt it's a lot of fun and some people are making a lot of money out of it and they're the people that know what they're doing and just keep your pants on that's my advice to you at this stage but how does it relate back to the car building business i think it's this whole point of difference thing there's a lot of electric cars coming online right now a lot of promises being made and a lot of you know new models are going to be available in 2022 2023 we're going to do this we're going to do that but looking at them all because i do like to look at them all because i'm a nerd in this respect a lot of them have really shithouse kind of numbers like we're talking about you know i i drive this i have well, one of the teslas i have is the smallest one there is it's the sr3 plus it, it weighs 1600 kilos so it's heavier than a standard evo 10 by about 50 kilos not once you put all Chinese bits on it, they're probably about the same weight an EVO 10 comes up, you know, with shithouse parts on it. Um It has a 50 kilowatt hour battery. It's not that big, it's a small battery. It does 410 Ks range, which isn't too bad, you know, it's not too bad at all, it's a great daily. You get some of the other offerings out there from say, Audi, I was looking at um, some of the e tron specs at 1650 kilos. They need 75 kilowatt hours of battery. Remember, batteries are heavy, and, and, and the more weight you, you know, the bigger the battery, the more weight you add, and the more you've got to cut out of other areas of the car. They need 75 kilowatt hours to go the same range. Hyundai need, and this is all similarly weighted cars, Hyundai need 65 kilowatt hours to go the same range. And they're all doing it with about half of the performance. We're talking about a car. The SR3 plus it does not to 100 in 4.9 4.8 a most independent test versus cars that are doing in the eights and nines not to 100 which is not considered a brisk by any means so you know the technology is there and when these things come out in 2022 and 2023 and all the new models that will match the current offerings from Tesla I would believe that Tesla will have stuff that's another five to ten years down the road again on top of that, so this is what happens, and it 's nothing unique to Tesla. This is what happens when you give a car company a ten year head start, and they' they 're concentrating solely on one type of platform, not trying to build every type of car there is and you'll notice uh, well, you may not have noticed, but if you go on the mercedes website and uh, this is the um European website and try and order an e q a at the moment, their little a class electric thing that i've I've raved on about as being uh, i think front wheel drive slow and low range for the equivalent of eighty thousand dollars australian a lot of money not that i do believe you can order it here yet they actually bring up a pop-up bar that tells you this is going to take several months to build and it's much more expensive than the petrol option which you can have right now now is this honesty or or is this the weirdest sort of Anti-cell that I've ever seen or ever heard of. So look, you know, look, this electric car's really dear and it doesn't have much range and it's not particularly fast, but you have a petrol one that's much cheaper than you can have now rather than waiting months for, and it's cheaper to insure, and you know, you end up walking away with a lot of money in your pocket. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not sure what's going on there, but it's a funny anti-cell. But anyway, uh, you know, people have got to do what they've got to do, and car companies do not care what they sell you as long as they're selling you something in their range and if it's something they've already built then they're even happier because it's sitting there taking up space so maybe that explains it right um and of course my favorite topic of all because I desperately want one of these things is the plaid now i was looking at a model S plaid because you know they're 9.23 at 155 mile per hour and you know a thousand plus horsepower what a cool thing but i need a little bit more room in a car so i got onto the australian you know logged in as an australian into the tesla website and they have the model x-played available now the way i would want one which is with the 22 inch turbine wheels in white white leather interior carbon wood trim option all of that pack is available and it's a it's a big stonk of money here because you know, like that word van stonk because and, and they want to tax us more on it anyway because of all of our horrific taxes in australia and our totally backwards looking um attitude towards anything electric uh, particularly in the state i live in south australia so yeah it, it's a big it's a big wad of money but you look at the stats they're claiming and you know they've got to live up to these claims and they always have i don't care about sam cascani and his Nurburgring comments I, what is that anyway their performance times straight line acceleration are always bloody accurate and they're claiming this big suv up to seven seats and it will run a nine nine quarter mile they haven't put down a mile per hour but it would have to be in the 130s high 130s that's a bloody bullet i remember driving commodores that we'd built with twin turbos on them that were struggling to get close to that they were absolute hand grenades back in the day and they felt spookily fast at that sort of speed so imagine what a mega suv is going to feel like at that speed one that can like absolutely pull the pants down on a lamborghini urus the big bentley nothing will come close to it in performance and it's rated at 540k's range, which is not too bad, you know, it's not massive, but you know, it is a big heavy car with the acceleration of an Exocet missile, or shall I say a SpaceX rocket, so that's going to be a really exciting thing when these things start filtering through to Australia. I've noticed all of boys and girls on drag times over in the u.s already going i can't believe this i'm getting in line i'm buying one of these things they've just wrapped their arms around the whole principle of an ev going that fast and just you know dodge hellcat demon what you know no specially prep track no drag radials required bang put your foot down off you go times are a-changing and you know that new ferrari that we're talking about the other day there are cars coming out with hybrid assist so you can still hear that uh noise that you know that sound of unreliability from under the front um or back or wherever it is in the ferrari uh, to you know give you that intoxicating roar that you may need if you're from another generation or century and and want to grow old disgracefully yeah which probably brings me to my closing point for today's epicast um Yep, the new C63 released as a four-cylinder. Should I really say any more about that? I mean, having a C63 myself with the 6.2, the big banger, dirty, smelly old V8 in it, I mean, it's probably good for me because those things are going to be more desirable than, I would believe, a four-cylinder one. I mean, the four-litre twin-turbo is struggling to hold any aftermarket resale. I mean, as most new prestige cars do. Um it's not a it's not a slide against the the c63 as beautiful car but a four cylinder one I' mean sure it's gonna be fast and sure it's gonna go well but guys just if you're gonna do that if you're gonna you know desex the car that much and make it fart and pop and bang at least do the right thing and just go full EV and there we go signing off for today thank you for listening to range anxiety and don't forget to send me your feedback to DTECH at senet.com.au and stay tuned for next EpiCast.